You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to The Voice of Charity. I'm Phil Zapeta here with my colleague Katie Breedeman. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Phil. We are happy to greet everyone listening today, as we always are. If you're listening on WNDZ 750 AM or watching our YouTube live stream at Catholic Chicago, the account for the Archdiocese, we're glad you're here with us this morning. Uh, again, another important show, and we're glad to share some information with you on one of our wonderful Catholic Charities programs, and I'm personally interested in this as well because I'd really like to get uh, to uh, learn a lot more about this particular topic. So on any given night, thousands of our neighbors, including children in Cook and Lake Counties, don't have a place to call home. And as we have discussed many times on this program, The Voice of Charity, Catholic Charities has a number of effective programs to help people and families experiencing homelessness and those who are at risk of becoming homeless find stable, safe, and affordable housing. So incredibly important. Once this is accomplished, our staff members continue to work with individuals and families to address the root causes that created this instability in their lives, because there could be the likelihood that that repeats itself, or there could be lessons learned for other clients. Last year, uh, Catholic Charities received an, ast an astounding 77,000 calls to our Homelessness Prevention Call Center. That's, that's incredible. Sure is. And that emphasizes, again, what a vitally important impact area that, that, that homelessness prevention is um, for Catholic charities within our immediate access and basic needs grouping for programs and services. You're so right, Phil. Some of our homeless preve homelessness prevention programs include our 22 wonderful affordable housing residences for seniors, our New Hope Apartments program, our St. Leo's Campus for Veterans, and the Families in Transition program. Our Bridge Subsidy programs also are a very effective affordable housing initiative. And here is to tell us all about the Bridge Subsidy programs is Leticia Sanchez, the Department Director of that Bridge Subsidies programs. Uh, welcome, Leticia. Thank you for having me. Of Thanks so much for being with us today. Of course, Leticia, we're so happy that you're here. And in the the, the short intro that I did, um, seventy seven thousand calls. I, I it's hard to get my my arms around that in one year. And we meant we mentioned that uh, th that was the volume of calls coming into the Catholic Charities Homelessness Prevention Call Center in in 2022, and that's a 13% increase over the previous year. Help us, help us and, and our listeners better understand why more people in Cook and Lake Counties are reaching out for this type of assistance. Well, uh, Phil, with the end of COVID economic relief funds, the federal unemployment, the stimulus funds, and the rent relief funds, also the end of eviction moratoriums, the need for assistance has been greater. 
affordable units in Chicago metropolitan area are very difficult to come by. And there's a lot of competitions for the units that are available from other subsidy programs or the public at large. And from November 2021 to November 2022, Chicago's average rent rose by 8.6%. And so you have people who used to be able to afford apartment rent, and then all of a sudden, you know, through in that time, said this is out of my range. This is out of my, uh, you know, income uh, ability to uh, handle my own rent, right? And all of a sudden they're calling Catholic Charities either for short-term rental assistance, you know, or for longer-term solutions, correct? Yes. And so can you please explain for us how the bridge subsidy programs work um, and how they are different from other Catholic Charities um, homelessness prevention programs? Okay. Um the bridge program is a result of two of the three largest Olmstead settlements in Illinois. These lawsuits resulted from the unjustified segregation of people with disabilities, which is a form of unlawful discrimination, and it violates the Americans with Disabilities Act and the Rehabilitation Act. Through these settlements and ongoing consent decrees, the state agreed to provide supports and services to help class members move from skilled nursing facilities or other specialized facilities so they can live in the community in the most integrated setting that meets their needs. The bridge program was intended to be a bridge or conduit until the class members could find us permanent supportive housing. Uh, through the years, hundreds of Williams of class members have gone on to permanent supportive housing. Since 2008, the bridge program has administered rent subsidies for the state of Illinois Department of Human Services for persons with serious mental illness and they are called Williams Consent Decree class members. In July 2022, Catholic Charities began administering rent subsidies for persons with disabilities, and Colbert, they're called Colbert Consent Decree class members. Our Williams model was replicated for the Colbert class members. Catholic Charities was awarded this opportunity, and we are very happy to assist with this endeavor. The program's strength and success is due to the partnership and close coordination between contracted services providers. Uh, we call them prime agencies that provide clinical assessment and care management, such as health care and social supports and assisting participants with the unit search process. And Catholic Charities, which administers the housing services, we inspect the units to ensure that they are safe, decent and sanitary. We negotiate rent with the landlord determining tenant rent portions and monthly housing assistance payment. We contract with landlords to participate in the bridge program, and we mediate tenant and landlord leasing issues in order to prevent eviction. So this uh, model in this program is a lot of different agencies working together so that we can serve the uh, participants better. So, Leticia, I think your description there, it helps me get my, my arms around it much with much better clarity than I had before. So, bridge is actually, it's it's bridge subsidy. It's a conduit. And I, I love, it is a, a bridge to a, a, a different, better housing situation. And so, I, I appreciate the way that you, um, you shared that answer. You talked about other agencies that we work with, because certainly it can take a village um, for, for this type of work. Um, uh, what are some of the community partners or who are some of the community partners that refer clients to Catholic Charities for the for the bridge subsidy program? Our very valued partners in this program, and I'll name them, include Age Options, Association House, 
Envisions, Grand Prairie Services, Lutheran Social Services of Illinois, Sertoma, Thresholds, Trilogy, the UIC College of Nursing, and the Corporation for Supportive Housing. And of course, our hundred par hundreds of participating landlords are also a very valuable resource and partner. What wonderful teamwork you're talking about, Leticia. Uh, we're here today talking about Catholic Charities Bridge subsidy programs. And if you'll bear with us, Leticia, we're going to take a break here on The Voice of Charity and continue our discussion about this wonderful initiative uh, right after this break. Please stay tuned. Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship programs provide a free opportunity for young adults to spend time with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youth aged 9 through 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers service friends who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports every relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that can help young adults build confidence and enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7970 in Cook County and 847 782-4224 in Lake County. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. This is year 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. They see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed, what, what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program has assisted thousands of single parents who are working to become more self-sufficient through education and employment opportunities. Our experienced case managers accompany participants for up to five years on their journey to identify, address, and break down barriers to improving their quality of life and achieving meaningful goals for themselves and for their families. Professional, compassionate assistance is offered in a safe and trusting environment as participants develop the skills needed to become financially stable and able to support themselves. Every achievement starts with the decision to try. To learn more about Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program, call 847-782-4233 or visit catholiccharities.net. 
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to The Voice of Charity. I'm Phil Zapeta here with my colleague, Katie Breedeman. We are talking to our friend Leticia Sanchez from our uh, subsidy, our bridge subsidy programs, who's helping us understand this complex uh, subject in, in, a, in a fairly approachable uh, manner with much more clarity than I've ever had before. So we're grateful that that Leticia is here with us. Um, I'm getting right back into it, Leticia. How much does a how much lead time does Catholic Charities have when someone is ready? for transition from institutionalized care and will be in need of, of rental assistance. Is it immediate? Is it hours? Is it days? Help paint a picture for us. Well, Bridges timetable and benchmarks are bound by the court's consent decrees implementation plans. So from the time the class member is assessed as possibly eligible for transition into the community, to the time the class member has to move out of the facility is very tight and monitored by the courts. Our partner managed care organizations must assess the class member within 14 days of outreach, complete a service plan within 45 days of assessment, and must transition the class member within 120 days of the initial service plan. During that time, Catholic Charities will receive a referral and has four business days to certify the tenant's income and inspect the proposed unit. So our timelines, our turnaround times are very short indeed. It's very fast. And and before the show, we were talking a bit about the different apartment buildings in Chicago and, and in Cook and Lake Counties um, that you have some partnership with. And so it's so great that, that as you said, the clients um, can choose where they do want to live, but you've got some established relationships there. And I think, you know, that's so helpful, too, and probably reassuring to the clients if they don't have a, a first choice or a second choice of where they want to go. You know, um, Leticia, the bridge subsidy programs saw a significant increase in fiscal year 2022. In total, 1,176 people living with mental illness and physical disabilities were supported with rental assistance. And many of these are now living independently after being in institutionalized care. That's an increase of almost 15% from the previous year. It's a real credit to you and to uh, your supervisor, Millicent, and your entire team that this team continues to grow in a significant way. Um, have you been able to determine some of the key reasons why Catholic Charities is, is increasingly receiving referrals to these bridge subsidy programs? Well, uh, one of the reasons most recently is during COVID, the care managing organizations were allowed very limited or no access in some cases into the skilled nursing facilities to assess residents for possible opportunities. Uh, once COVID restrictions were eased, more class members were able to be assessed. The bridge program numbers have increased. Bridge administers rent subsidies right now for 1,115 persons with serious mental illness. And as of July, 2022, the state entrusted Catholic Charities to administer rent subsidies for an additional 1,040 people with disabilities. The program numbers will continue to increase as long as class members desire to move out of institutionalized settings. It's so, really impressive, isn't it, Phil? It, it is, especially with with that volume and, and, and how quickly it, it moves in, in the process with clients. Leticia, you know, let's let's talk about that a little. You know, what are the first things that happen right when you're notified about a case? And I recognize that every case is individual and nothing is really common, right? But give us an idea, like, what happens right out, right out of the gate when Catholic Charities is given a new referral to the Bridge Subsidy Program? Well... Catholic Charities has sent the referral once a program participant has found a unit they want to lease. 
Bridge, the Bridge program follows the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development's template for the Housing Choice Voucher Program. And so um, our Bridge Housing Specialists collect income documents and determine the tenants 30% of their income that will go toward paying their portion of the rent because the tenants do become invested in their transition because 30% of their income will go toward their rent and the subsidy will pay the rest. Uh, simultaneously, the inspection team contacts the landlord to set up an inspection. Our housing inspector inspects the unit using HUD's housing quality standard, which are 13 requirements from site and neighborhood to space and security. Some of the things they're looking at is to make sure the appliances work, to make sure all the outlets work, to make sure the water and the faucets work. Um, also very important to make sure there are working smoke detectors and uh, carbon monoxide detectors. In fact, our inspectors walk around with batteries because that's one of the main things that, you know, sometimes doesn't work. And so we're not going to, you know, deny a unit. We just put in the battery and it's working. <laughs> <laughs> they need to come to my house. <laughs> if the inspection passes, the bridge staff requests a copy of the lease and enters into a contract with the landlord. You know, the bridge program processes payment and participant, the participants move into the unit and we conduct over 280 unit inspections per month and process over 2,200 monthly rent payments to over 1,200 landlords. On a monthly so, basis. On a monthly basis. So there's another statistic that just goes right to the volume of work that you're dealing with. And my hat, my hat's off to you and, and that whole team. Leticia, are there any limitations as to the type of unit that a client can, can choose? Well, in order to comply with the consent decrees and the transition to be successful, the participants can choose a unit in accordance with the number of bedrooms needed for the household size. They can choose a unit anywhere in Cook County, which includes the city of Chicago or Lake County. The unit's contract rent must be within HUD's published fair market rents limits and the lease should be for a year. Got it. So, okay, that was going to be my next question, the length of this. So it's it's this this provision for, for 12 months. So that that's great. Um, really fascinating con concepts here that we're talking about. Uh, Leticia, if you'll please bear with us one more time. We'll take another break. And when we continue, we're going to hear, be here hearing more from Leticia Sanchez, who's Director of Catholic Charities Bridge Subsidy Programs. Please stay tuned. Community is core to Catholic Charities' founding mission. For more than 100 years, we have met people and families where they are, serving anyone in need, regardless of their faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. As our world absorbs the economic, political, and social aftershocks of the pandemic, 50% or more of the 6 million people living in Cook and Lake Counties have little or no savings. They are a paycheck away from zero. We are deeply grateful to everyone in the Catholic Charities community who partners with us to alleviate the suffering of the people we serve and offer them a better path forward. We are witnessing a message of mercy and hope to a world very much in need. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. 
what inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship programs provide a free opportunity for young adults to spend time with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youth aged 9 through 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers service friends who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports every relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that can help young adults build confidence and enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655 7970 in Cook County and 847-782-4224 in Lake County. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, here today with Phil Zepeda and Leticia Sanchez, who is Catholic Charities Director of our Bridge Subsidy Programs, which is one of our many homeless prevention initiatives here at Catholic Charities. And Leticia does an amazing job helping those who have mental illness and also physical disabilities transition into a community residence, into apartment buildings across Cook and Lake Counties. Um, and Leticia, before the break, we were talking about the, the time limits on some of the apartment uh, leases that you negotiate. Can you also share a bit about the wraparound services that we also offer to the clients that you're helping establish in these apartments? Because Catholic Charities, this is one program we do not handle case management for, correct? Right, right. Well, Bridge staff reviews participant income yearly to ensure that if their circumstances have changed, we will make the necessary adjustments to their rent portions. We also conduct annual unit inspections, special or emergency inspections at landlord or participant request to ensure that the housing still meets program standards. Staff will also assist participants in resolving unit or landlord issues in order to avoid eviction. And I think a lot of the success of this program is also that with our partner uh, management uh, organizations, if our inspector goes out, the a uh, class member just in making uh, you know, casual conversation may say something that triggers us to say, oh, he may need assistance. You know, maybe they talk about, you know, not having enough food, or maybe they, you know, they make mention of something that they may need assistance with. Inspector gets back and we contact the the care managing agency. Uh, you know, your participant your client seems to be needing assistance. By the same token, if 
that uh, caseworker is out there, you know, visiting with the client and the client mentions something, you know, my toilet isn't flushing correctly. Something's wrong. They'll give us a call and we'll go out and see what's going on and contact the landlord for the necessary repairs. So it's a matter of, you know, two parts working to make sure that the uh, class member remains safe in the community. It really sounds like a wonderful uh, example of accompaniment and, and ongoing support um, for each client. Um, can, can I ask in your um, broad perspective, Letitia, what are the key factors that determine um, if each one of these re-entry into community life is successful? Well, um, giving participants a choice about where they want to live, uh, the level of care they want to receive, this allows them to maintain their independence and dignity. The result is more participant engagement in their progress and increasing the prospect of maintaining living in the community. That's, that's so important and, and beneficial. And and you know you talked about the the, the simple need that some of these uh, some of our, our clients might have of just you know might, what might be going on with things working in their household. There's got to be memorable stories of, about. That, that remind you of the, the importance of, of the work that you're doing. What Can you share an, a story or two briefly about what comes to mind when you hear about the impact that this program has with the clients? Sure. Um, I'm going to uh, read the story of Mary, who was one of our Colbert consent, is one of our Colbert consent decree class members. Um, Mary's life spiraled downward. She was in the midst of a divorce and her house was up for sale. And then one morning, everything got worse. I showed the house that morning. I showered and then all of a sudden my stomach blew up like a basketball. Mary underwent surgery for a perforated colon. By the time she was ready for hospital discharge, her house had been sold and she had no home. So Mary was discharged to a suburban nursing home that she says was nice compared to other nursing homes. It was nice in the sense that it was clean and the atmosphere was relatively calm. But Mary still hated being there. It was like a prison. Everybody told you what to do, when to do it, and there was no freedom. There was a death nearly every day, Mary says. And until she checked into the nursing home, she had no idea the nursing home would take all of her monthly social security income except for $30. She resided in that nursing home for two and a half years, and she feared she would never get out. But one day, someone came in and gave residents a presentation about the Colbert consent decree. I jumped on it immediately. She looked at four or five apartments before she found one she fell in love with. Once the date was set for Mary to move out of the nursing home, she was delighted and buoyant with anticipation. I tried to keep it a secret, but you can't keep anything a secret in a nursing home. Mary marks that date. With the help of program staff and the resources of the Cobra Consent Decree, she moved into a fully furnished one-bedroom apartment in suburban Chicago. The apartment is accessible enough for her to maneuver around in her manual wheelchair. She receives four hours of homemaker assistance each day from an agency. I have nobody telling me what to do, Mary says. You can do what you want. You can read if you want. You can watch TV if you want. You can listen to music. It gets lonely at times, but this is what I wanted. I can tell you how happy I am. Well, God bless Mary. And Yeah, there's just, you know, a thank you from one of our um, class members that you know, we did an inspection for, and he says, it was nice meeting you. Thank you for taking the time to come out to my apartment. 
Thank you for being prompt and for being efficient in your duties. It was a pleasure meeting somebody as nice as you, and I look forward to seeing you again next year. Please thank Catholic Charities for paying my rent and for being so accessible. I think that Catholic Charities is a wonderful organization, and I have the greatest respect for you and them. Again, for helping me out, and good luck in the future. Your friend, and I'll call him Ken. Uh. Now, the fact that he, you know, and it still chokes me up when your friend, that tells me that, you know, you, we provide our participants with compassion and we treat them with respect. But it also tells me that we treated them, we treated Ken like we would a friend and he felt comfortable enough to call Let, us Letitia, just a beautiful story. And thank you for sharing both of those with us. Um, it's so fortunate that you're part of our, our team at Catholic Charities and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Letitia. I wish we could talk to you all day, but we're, we've run out of time. But we'll we'll have you back on the show for additional client stories, because clearly that is a wonderful affirmation of what an important program Bridge Subsidies is. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. And we invite all of you back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedeman with Phil Zapeta, and we thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities. <laughs>